Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Between You and Me. It is me, Alex, and I am here today doing a solo episode for you guys. I think I have finally figured out the most comfortable way for me to record these episodes because I finally figured out how to, like, kind of work this setup. It's been such an interesting process, like, trying to figure out how I can, you know, record this with my whole entire new setup. I had to buy new equipment, new mics, new headphones, um... Just a bunch of stuff. So figuring out how to actually work it properly and get the best outcome of my audio has been super interesting. But also just figuring out where to record has also been something that I've had to learn, like learn how to do. Um, I'm sitting on my bed comfortably like a little princess right now. And my mic is faced directly to my mouth, sitting on my lap. And we're good to go, basically is what I'm trying to say. We are good to go. So... For those of you wondering, I think I had one of the best days I've had in a while today, and I didn't do anything special apart from one thing, which was wake up early, and it really just transformed the way that I feel, which is so interesting because, you know, I haven't been feeling great. If you guys have listened to the solo episode that I did before my latest one, which was with Eric... I talked kind of about how my mental health has been lately and how I haven't been feeling the best in terms of that and, you know, it's kind of been the same and I have been kind of taking it easier with YouTube and things like that, Um, but I know now that where I have to start and where I have to go forward with, like, making changes in my life and one of them definitely was my lifestyle. I'm really bad at waking up early. I wake up super, super late and I go to sleep super, super late, partially because I'm out at night doing things and enjoying summer evenings, going out, staying out super late and then coming home, but also because I'm just now used to it. So even if I'm home at night, I'm up till three in the morning and it's a little bit, you know, questionable behavior for a woman of my age. But I went to sleep relatively late last night and actually was able to get myself up this morning so that I could do some work, go to the gym, come home, take a shower, finish off some more work, and yeah, so I'm feeling very good. Um, I'm happy with how my day has gone and, and this is the last thing that I have to do. It's a beautiful sunny Friday. Um, I'm going to record this podcast. I'm going to get ready. I'm going to go out tonight. <laughs> it's a great day. I'm just happy. Okay, I'm happy. So what we're going to do today is I asked you guys to ask me questions on subjects or topics that you may or may not need advice on, okay? So, I asked you guys to ask these on my Instagram, which is at Between You and Me Podcast. Don't forget to follow it so you can be included in the next advice session with Alex. But we're going to get right into it. Um, I'm going to keep these anonymous for you guys. 
and we're just going to get into some juicy, juicy topics. I chose out a handful of them already, so the first one is how to get rid of male validation. Okay, so for those of you who maybe don't know, you probably do, but male validation is kind of like this idea that women need attention, reassurance, any form of affection or entertainment from men in order to feel validated in themselves, in order to feel like they're wanted by others or they're good enough in other people's eyes. Now, validation from any gender is something that people suffer with, I guess you could say, this craving for validation. And I think it's a little bit of human nature to a sense because, of course, we want to be liked by others. We want to be appreciated. We want to be reassured by others. We want to get attention and affection from other people. But there is a certain point where you have to give yourself the validation before you require it from someone else because if you're not giving yourself that validation then you're going to require it and crave it from other people more than you really should at all. At the end of the day we really shouldn't be craving validation from other people. Like I said it is slightly human nature to want that but we should be okay without it. So what can happen when you don't give yourself the validation or you don't really have a very high self-esteem or a lot of you don't hold a lot of value for who you are as a person you're going to start to crave it from other people and act in a way to receive that validation from other people so when it comes to wanting it from men for the most part you kind of put yourself in a position where any form of attention from a man will make you happy rather than you not really caring about attention from a man because let me tell you half the time probably more than half the time it's just really not all that <laughs> like it's really not all that I mean I'm sure ladies listening you can get validation from a man walking out of Walmart with your sweatpants on and a man will go out of their way to go compliment you or come up to you and tell you something. Is that really going to make you feel good? Maybe, but personally, it wouldn't make me feel good. It would make me feel uncomfortable. So we have to put it into perspective, okay? Because when you're allowing yourself to get so excited or so happy or crave attention from men all the time and you can't exist without attention from a man... This is a problem, okay, vibes? This is a big problem because now you're catering yourself to, first of all, the male gaze, okay, which is a big subject, ugh. and also you're catering, you're catering yourself not for yourself. Does that make sense? Like you're not doing everything in your day-to-day -day life for you. You're doing it for the attention of others, and that's just wrong in a sense of like you're not giving yourself the amount of respect that you should and the and you're not holding yourself to a high enough value as you should so when i said you're existing for the male gaze it's like unfortunately we live in a patriarchy we know this so men kind of rule the world and everything in our world is catered to men already okay so there was this idea of the male gaze and I'm not exactly correct about this I did learn this in school but it, it was in for, in like the form of film so a lot of things 
are created in a way to please men, advertisements, movies, day-to-day life. So let's do the opposite of that, right? (laughs) Let's not do more to please men. They get enough. Do things for yourself. Get ready in the morning for yourself, not to look good for other people. Don't go out of your way to get attention from men because it's really easy and you don't need to. Like, I'm being honest, it's really simple and easy to get attention from men. There are men that will look at anything. I think it's a matter of putting it into perspective. First of all, being self-aware if you do realize that you're doing things to cater to men and to cater to, like, the male gaze and what men think is attractive, what men want in general. And a lot of the times, this can happen when you're younger, I know for a long time when I was a teenager, I I craved male validation 110%. And I, the thing is, I didn't get any, not, at least not from the men that I wanted, the boys. I was in like fucking elementary school at this point. I don't know. So it almost made it harder for me because I wanted attention from boys so badly at the time because I was a teenager, like going through puberty. I like obviously wanted to have a little relationship or I don't know, kiss a boy, things like that. And when that wasn't happening for me, I was trying so hard to mold myself into the way that men would find attractive and would want. And I was not being true to myself at the end of the day. It took me maturing, growing up, realizing, like I said, that men are not all that to realize that I need to be living my day-to-day life for me and not for anybody else. I see a bug crawling up my wall right now. Or maybe it's not a bug and my eyes are tripping me out. Um, I think it's a bug. Anyways, as I was saying, yes, you need to be living for yourself. You can't be trying to please other people in general. Worst of all, you shouldn't be trying to please men. Now, working on yourself is going to be something that helps you to not want male validation all the time. It's okay to get excited about a guy giving you attention. It's okay to be happy that you got a compliment. It's okay to appreciate that somebody's putting their effort and time into you and they could be a boy. But there's a difference between prioritizing that above your own validation towards yourself and your own value towards yourself and putting it into perspective that this male validation at the end of the day shouldn't dictate who you are as a person, how you dress yourself, how you want to look like towards the outer world. It should come from you. I think that was good, right? That made sense. I kind of rambled with that one and the bug really distracted me and now I'm starting to look at it and I don't think it's a bug. I think it's just a hole. (laughs) I think it's like a tiny little dot in the wall. I'm not sure. The next thing we are going to talk about is how to get over friendship breakups. Now, I do have a whole episode that was all about friendships in general. Um, And I think I'm going to speak from the perspective of friendships that just end up not working. And I actually talked to somebody about this recently who had told me that she had gone through a friendship breakup that was about seven years long. And it was like she did all of her first things with this girl. She was friends with her since high school now she's past university in her working years and has had this person by her side for seven years and all of a sudden you know they don't see eye to eye they didn't have common interests their lives were kind of not at the same point anymore 
and they just eventually stopped speaking to each other, kind of had more distance between them, and no longer were best friends anymore. Now, this happens very often, and it's so normal in relationships for people to grow apart from each other. And not only in romantic relationships can people break up, but in friendships you can as well. Because the same way that you have a partner in life when you're in a relationship, friendships can become so close that they can feel like that too. So just because it's a friendship breakup, it doesn't mean it's going to hurt any less. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't process it the same way that you would process a breakup either. Because there is an attachment to this person, regardless of romantic or not. You're so used to this person on a day-to-day life, speaking to them, seeing them, hanging out with them every single day, that they have become ingrained into your life. And now that they're not here, you're obviously going to be going through some sort of withdrawal from this person. So taking it as if it was a breakup is almost the best way that you can. Now, handling friendships and breakups can be a little bit different because I feel like you're more likely, I could be wrong, but I feel like you're more likely to reconnect in a friendship way in later years or months than you are in a relationship just because there's no exclusivity when it comes to friendships. So one person can go be friends with multiple other people and then come back and still be friends with you and have multiple friends, right? But when you're in a relationship and somebody moves on, they can't come back and be with you. That's cheating. (laughs) Okay. Anyways, now that we got that out of the way. I feel like there's more possibility for friendships to come back together afterwards. But a lot of the times, friendships end because you guys aren't on the same page, like I said. So it's a time for growth. It's a time for change. It's a time to let go of old patterns. If there was a reason, a big reason, that you guys stopped being friends, this would be a perfect time to kind of self-reflect on those things and see if that person's input was valuable, if they told you that there was something about you that they didn't appreciate and that they didn't want to be around anymore. Maybe that's something that you should take time to think about yourself and be like, oh, how can I change? How can I be better? Any form of breakup is going to be painful. It's going to be hard, but it's always a chance for transformation. It's a chance for growth and it's a chance for change if you allow it to be. It's so easy to kind of sit in your feelings and or you know, hide, ignore those feelings and just move on with your life as if it never happened. But it's much more productive for you to really consider the reasons that that friendship ended or who you are as a person that might have created that ending to the friendship and see where you can improve. Because things like these, friendships along with relationships are always lessons to learn from. So like I said, it's going to be painful You're going to not have the best time without this person, obviously. You're used to them. But it's a chance to explore new things, find new friends. Maybe you connect better with other people. You're more compatible with other people and you just haven't had the chance to meet them or to be in situations where you can get closer with other people because you have had your best friend and you didn't feel like you needed anymore. So now's a chance for change. So many new things are coming for you if you are going through a friendship breakup right now. Remember that everything happens for a reason. There's a reason this person's no longer in your life. You don't know what the future may hold. You might cross paths again. It doesn't mean it's gone forever. 
you can hold on to those beautiful, nice, fun memories with that person. They were a great person that was in your life. Clearly, if they were in your life, you chose them to be there for a reason. Sometimes relationships just don't last forever. And you have to be accepting of changes that happen in your life and be okay and know that you're going to be okay even if you don't feel okay right now. All right, so the next thing we are going to talk about is motivation to work out. I like this question a lot. I just did a great workout today. And I want to talk to you guys about how I keep my motivation because it's very interesting that I've actually kept up with working out for this long because I have never done that in my life. I think it's it's been close to a year that I've been consistently going to the gym. And when I mean that, I mean the longest I've gone without going is a week. And it was because I was on vacation and I couldn't. And it actually killed me. I seriously wanted to work out every day. Not every day, but I wanted to work out and I couldn't. But I think that the key to motivation to work out sometimes isn't really motivation. It's having a mindset of a goal and where you want to be and then staying dedicated to it. Because there are days where I could care less to go to the gym, seriously. Like, I don't even want to get out of my bed. I don't even want to be near other people. I don't want to be around human beings but I push myself because I rely on consistency and I rely on dedication to a goal. Now my goal since going to the gym has been to improve and balance my mental health and to improve my overall physical health. I'm not a person who exercises or had exercise before that very regularly whatsoever. I actually don't even think I did at all. I don't play sports. I don't really go out of the house to do any physical activity because of the work that I do. I'm sitting down all day or, you know, walking around driving, things like that. Um, So I'm not really getting a lot of physical activity. I know that I'm at this age where if I continue not exercising, if I continue not really doing physical activity, it's going to show, you know, I'm going to age in the next 10 years And if I don't consistently try to take care of my physical health, it will deteriorate because that's just what happens when you grow older. And I don't want to realize later on in life that I haven't taken good enough care of my body when it's too late. I saw it as an opportunity. And also, I did start going to the gym because I was very sad. I started going a month after I went through my breakup. And I needed things to get me out of the house and to make me feel better and feel more balanced in my day-to-day life. And it had been a goal of mine for so long just to start going to the gym. So me even getting a membership felt great. But then actually pushing myself to consistently go to the gym every single day, every other day was something that I just had to stay consistent with. I mean, there's a lot of learning curves when you go to the gym too, so it can be really daunting. It can be really scary, but luckily I I went with my sister and we both started going at the same time, so we were learning together. We were figuring out together, and I really recommend that if you're trying to start going to the gym but you're a little bit scared to go by yourself maybe, got a little social anxiety, you just are not really familiar with equipment, you don't really know what you're doing, I would say find somebody who is just as dedicated as you, but don't rely on them to go to the gym. I think it's good to have them there if you need somebody for moral support, but 
get into your own routine, get into your own like groove of the gym. So, you know, if some days they don't feel like going because you can never truly rely on someone to have the same amount of motivation or consistency as you do. So if some days they decide to not go, you're still going to go and you don't rely on this person to actually go. If it's a goal of yours, if you want to change the way that you look, if you want to work on your physical health, if you want to work on your emotional and mental health, this is a great place to do it. I seriously can't even describe the ways that the gym has changed my life. Like, kind of weird to think about how much it has, but it really has because not only do I feel stronger, I feel more motivated, I feel more emotionally balanced because going to the gym releases so many endorphins and it also kind of releases anxiety as well when it's pent up or built up in your body. So allowing myself to like, after a hard day, normally I go to the gym at night, I can work out, sweat it all out, come home, shower, eat, you know, get ready for bed, things like that. It's stuck into my routine so well that it almost feels unnatural to not go. You know what I mean? Like I have days where I'm just too busy and I can't head to the gym. And if it like goes on for longer than two, three days, I'm like, oh my God, I need to go. Even today, I don't have time to go at night, which would be when I would normally go to the gym. I woke up earlier, like I said before, and I went halfway through the day instead of going at night because I knew I needed to and I knew I I wanted to, to stay consistent, to stay, you know, at my goal and where I want to be. So like I said, I think rather than looking at it as a way of like, oh, I need to stay motivated, I need to always consistently want to be there, it's kind of unrealistic because you're not always going to want to go to the gym. I mean, chances are, yes, you're going to start to enjoy it, you're going to start to like it, it's going to start to feel like it's part of your, your routine, but at the beginning, it's not. It's going to feel unusual, you're, you might not really enjoy it at all, you might be extremely tired after, but once you've let's say, a, hit a month of consistently going to the gym, it's going to feel like routine and it's going to feel like a necessity to stay consistent to it because it's really easy to give up on going to the gym. It's You know how many times I've been to the gym and I've wanted to leave like halfway through because I was just not enjoying it? But you push yourself. You go. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And you stay consistent to the goal that you set for yourself. And the ways that that can make you feel so proud about yourself. And of course, a lot of the reason that people go to the gym is to change the way that they look. So when you start seeing improvements in the way that you look too, the amount of like motivation that you can get from that is insane. So I say focus on consistency before motivation because motivation will come when you've gotten through that consistent period. Okay, someone asked, how to deal with roommates who are friends with you but are clicky and rude sometimes? Ugh, gross. Okay, I personally say that if you're in a situation where you are not a big fan of your roommates or you like them, but 
sometimes their actions are not really the most lovely to be in a living situation with. I think number one thing is, like any other situation, I'd say communication is so important. And to make sure that you're communicating with them calmly. Because the last thing that you're going to want to happen is to get into some hot-headed argument with them when they're living two steps away from you. You can't really escape your roommates because you're consistently with them on a day-to-day basis. So I need you. (laughs) This is a need, not a want. I need you to be cool-headed And to go and just speak to them, have a conversation. What is it that you don't like? And if you're a little scared to have a conversation, send it in that roommate group chat. I know you guys have it. And tell them or the one person how you feel, what it is that they're doing that's making you feel this way. And be open to receiving criticism back because chances are if you're not really liking the way that they're acting, they're probably not liking something about the way that you're acting unless you're perfect. (laughs) I mean, you very well could be, but there's always areas to improve in, especially when you live with someone, because you realize so much about a person when you live with them. Like, you will know the ins and outs of another human being when you are living in the same home with them. The same way that you know your family when you live with them, and the same way that your family can get on your nerves when you live with them. But the difference between living with your family and roommates is that you're so close with your family that it's so easy for you to communicate things that bother you, sometimes so easy to the point where it can start arguments because you don't really care about the other person's feelings because that's like the closeness of a family. But when you're approaching it from a friend standpoint and you might not be as close as you are with your friend as you are with your family, then you have to be a little bit more delicate with the situation. You have to make sure that you're explaining the issues that you see and also making sure that you're not over dramatizing I don't know if that's a word over complicating maybe the situation and looking at it too deeply and being a little bit too nitpicky and not really being accepting because there's a level of acceptance like some things when it comes to a roommate you just have to accept that that's the way that they are but if it bothers you to the point where like you can't live in the situation then you need to communicate it and even if it bothers you just you know a decent amount you need to communicate that with the person and come to some co- some kind of agreement and for the most part you're going to have to compromise because that's just what it's like living with a person. You're going to find areas where you have to change and you're going to find areas where that person has to change. Now if they're being unkind to you and being clicky and not inviting you to things, I feel like that would come from that person having issues with you or living with you. I don't think anybody... I mean, I could be wrong with this, but I don't think people will intentionally be clicky and leave you out of things if they had no issue with you at all. Do you know what I mean? So I think that if they are doing that, it's for a reason and it's, I guess, up to you to figure out what that reason is by communicating it to them because I think it's deeper than them just, you know, not wanting you to be a part of something, right? So it all comes down to communication, which really is half the time the answer to like almost every single relationship, friendship problem in the world. So just going in with an open mind, being open to receiving criticism and the same time giving them input to how you feel and hopefully calmly, calmly, calmly approaching that situation and resolving the situation. Sometimes you realize after you live with a person that you don't want them in your life anymore 
hopefully this is not the case and hopefully you can work things out with that person, but it does come to that point sometimes because like I said, you really know the ins and outs of a person when you live with them and maybe you guys are just not compatible human beings, but hopefully your lease is not too long (laughs) if that's the case. Okay, next, how to not go back to people who treat you like shit. I'm so passionate about this subject. It's insane. Um, Where do I begin? Um, I think it's really, 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 really easy to go back to somebody who doesn't treat you properly simply because you either love them or you're attached to them. Now, this can happen relationship-wise, friendship-wise, you know, in any in any type of relationship that exists in the world. Seriously, your family, friendships, partners, significant others, things like that. You can form an attachment to anyone, anything. There's so many things to think about when it when you're maybe debating on going back to a person, okay? First of all, why did it end? What is the reason that you are no longer with that person or friends with that person or don't have that person in your life anymore? What did they do? to you or what did you guys collectively do together that ended up in the end of this friendship or relationship now if it's something along the lines of a extreme cross of boundaries from that person to you losing your trust cheating on you lying to you something that you have explicitly said and been like this is something i would not forgive and they did that you need to remember why you set those boundaries and hold yourself accountable to not letting this person back in because they crossed a line that was so freaking clear that you had talked about that there's no going back even in those situations it can be so tempting almost to look at the potential that that person has rather than who they really are and want them back in your life. It's so easy for us as human beings to look at people and to see the best in them rather than what's actually in front of you and what's real and who they are, like what they are giving you right now. I mean, it's it's probably very true. Us as human beings have crazy potential. We have potential to do anything we put our minds to, but will this person put their mind to it is the question. Have they shown you that they're willing to change? Have they shown you that they're not going to continue the same patterns that maybe are why you guys aren't friends or in a relationship to begin with? If this person is crossing boundaries, treating you shitty, and you have an attachment to them, you're not going to want to leave them. Simple as that. You're not going to want to leave them behind because you have grown so close to this human being that you can't see your life without them. Now, I want all of you guys to know this. You can exist without them and you will exist without them because if this person like I said has crossed your boundaries and not treated you well they don't deserve to be in your life and you need to make sure that you hold yourself and that person accountable for that so that they know and so that you know in the future to not let people cross your boundaries in that way again it's really easy to go back to people and to or to even want to go back to people but you need to be strong in that situation and Tell yourself that you care about your well-being more than having that person in your life. Chances are, if that person was still in your life and they are treating you shitty, you're not going to be happy. The hardest decisions sometimes are the best ones. So even if everything inside of you is telling you that you need this person around, that you need to be with this person, that they have potential to do better, and that you just want to give them one more chance, you need to tell yourself that it's not worth it. Because it's really not. Because you're really, really, really not going to be happy 
I mean, if this person's treating you shitty and has consistently treated you shitty and you have, let's say, given them chances in the past and they're just continuously doing the wrong things, you've given them enough chances. All you really need to do is see the way that they act to you to begin with. And if you've communicated that you don't like it and they still do it, then that's it. I think you need to hold people to such a high standard in your life. And I don't think there's a problem with that. I think whatever standards that you would hold against yourself, you should be holding towards other people. Because if you see yourself in a certain light and you want to be the best version of yourself, then you want to be surrounded by people who want the same things as you, who want to be the best versions of themselves and who want to improve and change and develop and grow and learn things. If those, if the people around you are not matching your mindset in that way, you don't need them, babe. Trust me. You don't need them. I saw something one time on TikTok and this is in perspective of a relationship more so than a friendship but I feel like it could work for either when it comes to somebody who let's say is treating you shitty and you need them to be out of your life and you don't want to go back to them anymore number one thing you can do is the no contact rule the no contact rule includes not speaking to this person not seeing this person not calling not texting not checking up on their social media not doing things that will allow you to be in communication with this person or see this person. And that is the best way to kind of go cold turkey on an attachment. Because weaning off of something, like only seeing them occasionally, only talking to them occasionally, will only make it harder at the end of the day. Cold turkey, when it comes to attachment, is, from my experience, the best way to go. That is the easiest way to lose an attachment to a person or to slowly, you know, become unattached to somebody is the no contact rule. So when you're doing that, it's going to be very, very hard at the beginning, extremely hard, like literally feel like your body is telling you to do one thing and you're doing something else, but you need to stick to it. Hold yourself accountable. And if you slip up, don't just go all the way backwards. Do you know what I mean? If you accidentally text them, Okay, it's not an accident. But if you give in one day and text them, don't continue that conversation for a month. Don't keep texting them afterwards because you slipped up once. Take that one slip up, recognize it, and then continue moving forward with that no contact. Because eventually it's going to get easier and easier and easier, but then you're going to be hit with waves of emotions that come back months later or, you know, timelines can be very different depending on this relationship that's being spoken about. But for example, a month later, you're going to be hit with all these emotions again and they're going to be very, very high and you're really going to want to reach out to this person and then the emotions are going to get dipped down again. And then maybe a couple weeks later, they're going to come back, but it's not going to be as high and you have to stay strong and stay consistent to not reaching out to this person and then they're going to dip down again and then it's going to happen maybe three, four, five more times Each time you do not give in to the feeling of reaching out to this person, speaking to this person, or somehow seeing this person, the feelings that come back, the roller coaster of emotions, the waves, are going to get less and less and less intense until you don't feel them anymore. It's literally a pattern, the brainwave science of it all, for real. When you get through those waves of emotions, And they get less and less and less intense because you keep holding yourself accountable and you keep resisting the urge. They're eventually going to go away. The attachment's going to disappear. 
you're going to see this person from such a clear perspective rather than seeing them from the perspective of someone who's attached to them and sees their potential and loves them or really likes them. You know, you're going to see them as another human being in your world rather than somebody that you hold to such a beautiful godly standard, which can happen when you're either in love or this is a best friend of yours or whoever. You know what I mean? Because for the most part, when you're staying with somebody who treats you shitty, it's because you idolize them so much. It's because you love them so much. So through this process of no contact and losing the attachment to them, you start to see them as another regular human being and you can make more logical and decisive decisions on, you know, maybe a year later or six months later if you want this person back in your life or not or if you if you even have that option to begin with, you know what I mean? So that's how I believe you should handle someone who treats you like that. But for the most part, they shouldn't be in your life and it's going to be a process to not go back to them. But sticking to no contact is honestly, in my opinion, the best way to go. Okay, the last thing that I got was manifestation and your thoughts on it. Honestly, I was thinking about making a whole entire episode about like spirituality and what I believe and what I think about. But in some way, I don't really feel like I want to talk about that in in complete depth in a whole entire 50 minute episode or 45 minute episode because I'm still figuring it out. You know what I mean? So maybe in the future, I don't know. But my thoughts on manifestation are very complex. Um, I think that manifestation is something that people might look at from an outside perspective and like think about, you know, the crystal girlies, the zodiac girlies, and kind of look at it as something that might be stupid in a way or like maybe people don't believe in it. But I think there's a lot of levels to it, okay? And the way that I look at it is manifestation is almost a mindset and kind of adapting your your day-to-day life into something similar to like the law of attraction can be really beneficial to you. Okay, let me break down. The law of attraction is kind of kind of what I what I go by in, in a way is that what you think is what you will see in your outside world. The way that your mentality is, the way that you think about things is going to show up in your world. And what I mean by that is if your mindset is extremely negative, if you think about things glass half empty all the time and you are just a person who doesn't see the positive things in life, then you're not going to receive positive things. And that's because everything is energy. (laughs) I feel kind of crazy talking about this, but everything is energy at the end of the day. And if you're radiating a negative energy coming out of you and your mindset is solely negative, you're only going to see negative and you're not going to be living your everyday life in search for positive things or trying to find positive things in your day-to-day. So you're only going to be receiving negative. Now, if it's the opposite of that and you look for positivity in your day-to-day life, even if you don't necessarily feel it, and you consistently look for the positivity even in negative scenarios or situations, positivity is going to be easily drawn to you. Good things are going to be drawn to you. Good people are going to be drawn to you because like I said, everything's energy. So in terms of manifestation, I kind of look at it as something where if you are thinking 
in your mind that you will receive something, good things are coming for you, or for example, let's say you want a boyfriend. Okay, this is a very like not example that I have used in my life. Okay, I don't think that I have because I definitely haven't. <laughs> I have. Okay. Um, if you're manifesting, let's say a boyfriend, for example, and you really, really want one, you need to already exist with the energy that you have what you desire. Because if you're thinking in a lack mindset or a negative mindset and you're like, oh my God, I don't have a boyfriend. I, I'm never going to be in love. I'm never going to find somebody who wants me the way that they want, the way that I want them. Then of course you're not because you're not looking for the positive things. You're not exuding this positive energy. You're not, you know, looking at life in a way where opportunities are in front of you and you can find people that will, you know, want you back. Then of course, that's not going to happen. But if you're looking at it from a perspective like, I have all this love within me. I'm ready to give it. I'm welcoming, you know, anybody that wants to receive it. If you look at it from that perspective and you're like, I already have everything that I need inside of me. I know that one day somebody's going to come along and they're going to give it to me. They're going to give me the love that I want. They're going to want to be my partner. That's going to happen for me. I'm sure of it. Then it's going to happen because you're you're open and you're ready for that energy and you're willing to accept that into your life and you know it's going to happen and you know you let go and you accept that that's going to be there for you and you continue in your life and then boom it's going to happen because that's something that's so inevitable too you know what I mean people are going to fall in love people are going to find a partner one day but when you're searching for it and looking for it in a negative way and thinking like oh I'm never going to find it It hasn't happened for me yet that's when it's going to take longer that's when it's going to like not even feel good anymore because you're just thinking about it in a lack mindset I really don't know if any of that made sense there's so much that has to do with manifestation and I'm personally not the type of person that thinks like oh I'm gonna manifest fifty thousand dollars you know what I mean like I manifest very simple things into my life because it helps me when it comes to thinking positively and reaching goals that's the way that I think of manifestation like for example like I will manifest peace I'll manifest feeling safe or stability things like this things that like I know are very achievable if I put my mind to it so then already feeling like you have these things in your life will draw them into your life Honestly, I might not be the best person to be describing manifestation to you guys. If you want to know more, I'm sure there's way better resources out there. But I tried to explain the best that I could and I honestly feel like it was really confusing. This is why I said I wouldn't make my own podcast episode about it because I'm still learning. I'm still figuring it out. I feel like in terms of manifestation and things like that it has more to do with a mindset than kind of like magic or like cool like witchcraft or things like that like it's really just at the end of the day like the way that the world works and the way that your mindset can really change what's in front of you rather than something that's like putting a spell and like getting 50,000 because when you look at it in the way of like oh it's magic or it's it's like witchcraft or (laughs) things like that it's very hard to believe and it's kind of perceived as something that's really silly rather than something that's so 
simple and easy to actually put into your life and change your mindset. Okay, yeah, genuinely really don't know if that made any sense. I think I'm going to close the podcast off here because I'm rambling on and I also have to get ready for a party tonight. So, um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope you guys took some good advice from this. Um, Let me know if you guys want more advice with Alex podcast episodes. I enjoy doing these ones because we get to touch on a bunch of different topics rather than just one the whole entire time. I will be taking one week off, so there won't be an episode next week, but then there will be another one the week after just because I need to catch up on some things when it comes to the podcast and I want to make sure that I make some good content for you guys. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. Have a lovely rest of your day. Kisses to you all. And I will talk to you in my next episode. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.